Good morning. Um, you know, God is good. And uh, it's truly a, a blessing to have an opportunity to uh, speak in front of you today and just talk about um, some things that I, I prayed to God to put on my heart um, to communicate. Um, but prior to that, I, I want to, there's something I always do when I speak to people is that uh, I bring up um, Acts 17 in the Bereans. Um, at verse 11 it says, Now the Berean Jews were more noble character than, the, than those in Thessalonica, for they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see what Paul said was true. I challenge you to be like the Bereans. Don't just hear and believe in just what you what someone's saying here. Follow up. Follow up. Read. So, um, with that, um, strengthening your walk. Uh, that's I'm gonna give Tony credit all the credit in the world for that one. Um, I'm gonna talk a little bit about uh, your work and uh, some mentality around that. Um, and the verse I want to start off with, actually I'm a parable, and again, being like the Bereans, you, it's, it's your requirement to follow up. So I'm going to paraphrase this parable just because of time, which is, is uh, Matthew 25, 14 through 30, the story of uh, the servants with the bag of money. So in this parable, Jesus talks about a rich man going out of town and he calls his servants and based on their ability, he gives them bags of money. He gives one five and he gives another two and he gives a, a third one, one bag. And immediately the first two go out and put the money to work and uh, they were able to double their money. The one with five gained five more and the one with two gained two more. But the one with one, and I really want to focus on him. The one with one buried his. And he buried his money, as he would say, out of fear. Because he knew his master was a hard man. Well, when the master returned, the, the, it was time to ante up and the, the ones with five said, I gained five more. And the ones with two said, I gained two more. And he tells them, well done, good job. And the one with one referenced the fact that I was afraid. So I buried your money. I didn't put it to work. And basically, the master kicks him out of his home. Puts him out in the street. Let's him go. Now, question I have is, what fear is so great that you can't do the master's work? That is the challenge, I think, when we walk in our lives and we see the work that needs to be done. What fear prevents us from accomplishing You know, one of the things about Ecclesiastics, a lot of people do not care for the book. Um, 
because it, it is a little confusing. And uh, it's a little challenging. Um, but when they're in this book, it talks about the meaninglessness of, of work and the meaninglessness of, of, of aspects of life. And it's like it's a smoke. It's there, but you can't grasp it. It's like a vapor of wind. It just dissipates. But at the end of the book, the writer of Ecclesiastes writes, Now that all has been heard, here's the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the duty of all mankind. What that tells me is that fear is something that we all are going to face. The question is, is what are you fearing? Is it the fear of the master? Because it goes on to say at the, at the end of that is that for God will bring every deed into judgment. Including Every hitting thing, whether it's good or evil. So, whom do you fear? Because whom you fear is the one you should serve. And that one you should serve is God. God's work is challenging. It would be in front of you. In Colossians. It talks about the relationship of a husband and a wife. It talks about the relationship of a father and their children. It talks about uh, the master-servant relationship. It talks about different relationships and the work and the service that you put in. Is for what? What should that work and service be? In Colossians 3, 23 and 24, it reads, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Andrew just came up here and he talked about our hope. That's our hope. That's what we're going to lean upon. That's why you have the confidence to take on the work that will be for you. But what's interesting about that work is, what does it mean to be a husband? What does it mean to be a wife? What does it mean to be a parent? What does it mean to be a child? In every aspect of our lives and how we deal with it on a daily basis is based on the work we're willing to do with those titles. I'm a bank examiner by trade, coach for many, many years. And when I walk into work, what is it that's motivating me? What is it? that 
I'm going to take on this job. How, what's my focus when I take on that job? When I come home and I'm dad, what, what is it that's going to drive me to be the father I need to be? What is it I'm going to set my foundation on in order to accomplish the work that needs to be done as a father, as a bank examiner, as a brother, as a friend? Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord. There is one last thing I, I kind of want to address, and it's a secular story, but I'll tell it anyway. There's this builder, and uh, this builder was really good at his craft, and he had a contractor that created a lot of business for and as this builder built these homes, everybody wanted one of his homes if they could afford it. And so as time went on, it became time for this builder. He started looking at retirement. And he was working all, and his contractor had him working all the time. He had jobs for him consistently. And so this contract, I'm sorry, this builder was thinking, it's time for me to retire. Getting older, job's getting tougher, work's getting harder. And so he started considering, there's some land I see here, I think I'm going to buy it. But because he was working for so long, he never followed through to buy the land was sold from kind of underneath him. And he continued to work, and finally he went to the contractor and said, I think it's time for me to retire. And he says, if you would, just build one more home for me. And so the builder said, okay, I'll, I'll build one more home. He goes on, he builds that home, and as they show up at the house to meet, the, the builder says, uh, I think this is it. And he says, the contractor says, please, I need you to build one more home for me. And the builder thought, nah, I'm, I'm pretty much done. He said, no, I personally need this home. It's for family, and, and I've got to have this home. I got this great property. I will pay you double. I'll give you, I want you to use the best of materials. Do all that you can do to build this home. Make it, it your dream home. Just, I need this home built for me. And the builder finally agreed under duress. But as he began, he realized that the property was being built on the property he wanted to buy. And he started to feel like he's being used or overworked, tired. So instead of buying the real material, the, the, the good material, he cut back and he kept a little bit in his pocket, the difference. And so once the house was done, it still looked beautiful because he was really good at his job. But the bones of the house, he knew in five to ten years would probably need some work because he bought cheaper material. Well, he meets the contractor at the door, and he goes in. As they enter, the contractor looks at him and says, welcome home. And the builder says, what do you mean? He said, 
I wanted a house built for you by the best builder I could find. And I wanted this house as a retirement gift for you. And so I'm giving you this. Here's your pay. Here's the double pay I owe you and all things. Now, the challenge, how much does life affect your work when it's time to work? I understand getting older. I mean, I use basketball as an analogy. Many of you know I played, and uh, I can't play anymore. And I'm not going to act like I can. But I was crazy enough to believe in my younger day, if LeBron walked in, I was going to play. Now, I know a whole lot of people sitting there, oh, you can't beat LeBron, but I sure would try. Not today. That's not an option. But that's life. So, like the builder working toward this home, and the things around him that has challenged him, his belief has changed. He lost focus. He lost the idea of who he is and what he needed to do. I know uh, I use a few scriptures here, but I just want to express the idea that as we move forward in life and we are challenged with all the things of life, you're still viable. And you still are God's creation. And you are still under the duty to fear him and do his commandments. Hold to the fact. Hold to the fact that he will take care of you. And I just challenge you, are you willing and still willing to do the work?